the title of the message is The Healing of the Soul. The Healing of the Soul. So, so God made us with a body and, you know, you can injure your body or your body can become diseased or have some problems. I mean, that's obvious, right? Um, and he also created you with a soul and a mind. And uh, similarly, the, the soul can become damaged in life, okay? And uh, so I didn't know very much about that until I experienced it myself. So if I talk about myself a little bit, because um, one of the things I found with the Lord is he allowed me to go through some things, so give me a greater understanding, perhaps, of what other people are going through. So um, I, I never knew that the soul could hurt, you know. Uh, I grew up in a very happy Christian home, uh, very godly parents, and uh, just, you know. But then um, later on in life, uh, things went wrong. Um, the Lord told me that they were going to go wrong, and they did go wrong. And uh, it was more, the circumstances, what was going on was more than I could bear. And uh, so I actually felt something snap inside me, something busted in my soul. And I never knew that such pain ever existed. I'd never experienced the pain of the soul. You know, one gets a bit down and, you know, and discouraged or a bit depressed about something, maybe you lose your job or something. But I never knew that there, was, there could be such tra traumatic pain in the soul. And uh, so, and, and you, you, you think, well, is this demonic? Is this, you know, because perhaps like me, you've never experienced that level of pain. Um, and then later I also had a burnout. Um, and I didn't know what was going on. Uh, I was talking to someone last a uh, couple of nights ago that had a burnout you know and and just if you never experience one you, you don't want to experience one <laughs> um, where the, the, it's like the soul melts under the pressure um, and so you know you think well what's going on you know I had no concept I'd, I'd never experienced you know if you, if you bash your leg and break it you know when you get an, uh, an x-ray you think well right, well I broke my leg you know but when the soul is damaged, you know, like I had no idea uh, what was going on. Uh, and so I did some hard thinking. So I thought, well, I don't understand my problem, basically. But I do know that Jesus understands my problem and he is my answer. And that's, that was my, that's what got me through. You know, I don't understand what's going on, but I know that Jesus is my answer and that my connection with him to solve this pain is the prayer of faith. And um, that's where I think uh, different therapies, including Christian therapies, get it wrong. They try to help the person understand their problem and there's never an answer in your problem. The answer is in Jesus, and he already understands all about you. He made you. And so we should never become self-focused. Uh, 
but Jesus focused. When you've got a crisis going on, you don't understand what's going on, it may, may not be emotional pain. It could be some other area of your life, things are going wrong and you can't understand it. Um, and sometimes, many times Christians can't see the spiritual forces acting against them. Amen. All right? But what you can do is put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. That's what will bring solution no matter what your problem is. So in 1 Peter 2.24 it says <coughs> that Jesus himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Because Jesus took in himself our sin, okay? The Bible says, He who knew no sin became sin that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So there was this exchange, this divine exchange on the cross. He took our sin and gave us the gift of righteousness. When he took our sins, by his stripes you were healed. Because the root cause of everything that's bad in this world is sin. When he dealt with sin, he dealt with the consequence of sin Emotional breakdown, damage to the soul, cancer, whatever it is, psychiatric problems, demon possession, whatever is your problem, when Jesus became sin, he gives us the gift of righteousness. He also has dealt with sickness. By his stripes, you were healed. Hallelujah. And, you know, healing is a gift, Praise God, you don't have to deserve it. I remember uh, the pastor in um, country New South Wales, little church, said, can you go up the back and pray for this lady? And uh, she was from a very conservative, legalistic denomination full of rules. And I think she had arthritis, something like that. And she could not accept that Jesus Christ would heal her because she wasn't good enough. That's what her denomination had taught her. You know, always this preaching of condemnation and legalism and that you're no good and that, you know, and so she just couldn't accept that Jesus would heal her because she wasn't good enough. But praise God, it's grace that heals us. Amen. To maintain your healing, you need to obey the word of God. But he doesn't heal you because you're good. That's why anyone can get healed. Anyone can get healed. So I went through this problem. Um, I actually felt my soul snap. And then I went to excruciating pain. And it went on uh, gradual healing three to five years. It wasn't... an an instant healing. And uh, we read in Jeremiah 13, 11, for as the sash, you know what a sash is, clings to the waist of a man, so I have caused the whole house of Israel. Who's caused? God caused the whole house of Israel, the whole house of Judah, to cling to me. Sometimes you go through things 
and you begin to cling to Jesus in a way that you've never clinged to him before. Anyone relate to what I'm talking about? You know, there's a difference between what happens to a non-Christian and what happens to a Christian. The, the, the evil things that, may, may, that you may experience as a Christian can have a good outcome because it's not in vain that you suffer. And so whatever you're going through, you can use it to cling to Jesus. The psalmist said, whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. It's like the circumstances are causing the fear and the worry. Will I ever come out of this emotional pain? Will I ever come out of this cancer? I will trust in you. You know, you have... You get these feelings of fear or whatever and it prompts you, whenever I'm afraid, I will trust in you. So we, circumstances will cause us to cling to him. That they may become my people for renown, for praise and for glory, but they would not hear. God has a purpose. You know, I don't understand. He's a mystery. I don't understand life, you know, but I trust him. And he uses difficult things in life for his praise and his glory, his renown. Amen. So um, James 5.13, is anyone, this really helped me, is anyone among you suffering? Anyone suffering? Let him pray. So when we're suffering, it might be suffering of the soul. What do you do? Well, pray. Pray. Pray, just seek him, seek him, seek him. Is anyone among you cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Praise God. Is anyone among you sick? So there's a sickness of the body, but there's also sickness of the mind, sickness of the soul. <coughs> let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. So we have a responsibility to pray for ourselves, okay? Don't become dependent on men and women of God. Amen. You learn to pray for yourself. But sometimes the challenge is so big, we need someone else's faith to help us. So it is biblical to call for the elders of a church or people who have a gifting in this area, an anointing. Okay. Um, for myself, I almost never ask people if they want prayer. It's their responsibility to ask. That's, that's for me. You know, if they're Christians, it's your responsibility to ask because asking is an action of faith. Amen. If you don't ask, then, you know, then all the onus of faith is upon the person who's praying. But, and if he, so, and the prayer of faith, where are we? He's to ask. And uh, let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Which, you know, praying over him and the anointing will come upon the person. Hallelujah. Many in the church believe, you know, they believe in praying for people in circumstances, but they don't believe in the anointing. The oil was only a symbol of the anointing. And, of course, the oil can carry the anointing, just like a, a handkerchief 
an apron in the book of Acts. You know, We anoint people with oil, but that oil has to be anointed to do something. We're not just doing it for religious sake. Amen. So, you know, like I, I don't tend to use on other people oil and water because it hasn't been given to me to use it, basically. And therefore, it wouldn't be effective. You with me? So the Lord will give us different things. All right. And the Lord and the prayer of faith will save the sick. So the prayer of faith is believing in your heart. So when uh, that man that you're watching with the deteriorated hip, he needed a hip replacement in three weeks, and the Lord located the young lady Kelly to pray for him, all right? And, and, and my advice to her was to believe in your heart. That's the prayer of faith. Sometimes we pray for people and our words can be, wow, people can be really impressed with our words, but they never reach heaven because they didn't have any faith in them. They can be flowery, long prayers, you know, and you carry on, but there's no power in it because there was no faith. Faith and power. Faith working in love. Faith, power and love. All right. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. So you can pray the prayer of faith for yourself. If uh, you're watching on YouTube and you're going through deep emotional stuff, your soul is damaged, you can say the prayer of faith for healing for yourself. And many people don't understand that. They think, well, I just need psychiatric medication. But you can say, Father, I ask that you heal my soul or my body and this is what I believe that you're doing. This is my prayer of faith so that I do not doubt in my heart. I believe that you're removing the pain, the hurt, and you are restoring the soul and delivering me of any demon that is behind it. The prayer of faith. Prayer of faith you can say on yourself and you can pray the prayer of faith even without words for other people. Hallelujah. Think about it. Many times we pray for the benefit of other people to hear us. But God is not a person. He's God. He's not a human person. So he is listening to the faith, to the prayer of faith in the heart. I remember in Melbourne, uh, this person was going on and on and on and on and on about their problems. And they didn't realise I'd put my foot on their foot. And I just stood there. And then I said, then when they'd finished telling me all their problems, I said, you're healed. And they went off and they were healed. The prayer of faith doesn't require our words. Do you believe in your heart? Do you believe in your heart that God is healing your soul. Now, I know it's a challenge when you're feeling the pain, but to choose to believe in your heart that God is healing that pain, that destruction of your soul. Praise God. And when people receive prayer, like in a healing line or a meeting like this, to go home and continue to pray in faith, you know, not everyone's healed instantly. And my experience with cancer and, and soul problems was it didn't happen instantly. 
You know, it was nine years after I was diagnosed with cancer that the doctor, the oncologist said, you never need to come back to me, never need to have a scan again. But it wasn't like, it was a long process. And so the prayer of faith sometimes requires patience, long-suffering. Don't give up. I have a friend, Christian Barrio Nuevo, who lives in Sydney, and if ever I saw faith, this guy had faith. His mother <coughs> would uh, curl up in the fetal position uh, with such excruciating pain from fibromyalgia, and then she was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, which is very aggressive, very quick. You know, you don't last long with pancreatic cancer. And uh, so they took her to the hospital to die. And he'd been praying. Sometimes he'd call me. We'd pray together. He'd say, do you have a word from the Lord? I said, no, I just believe. That's all. Just believe. And so he took her to the hospital to die. From, you know, she just skin and bones. She'd lost most of the weight. She was dying. Uh, I don't think she could talk anymore. <laughs> Power of God came on in the hospital. She walked out. <laughs> Can you believe it? You know? And he was just telling me, I'm so grateful to God. All I can do is thank him and praise him, you know? The prayer of faith. Praise God. So um, don't be a wimp. Don't be a spiritual wimp, you know? Our war is intense. Discouragement, you know, giving up. Don't be a wimp. Turn to your neighbour and say, have courage. You're an overcomer. Don't give up. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. And so, <coughs> so uh, when I was struggling with you know, the soul, terrible, excruciating pain, I would find often there were people in their late 70s and 80s, people who had walked with God and who wouldn't give me stupid advice and condemn me, you know? Because I find when you share your problems with people, they, they go off, you know? They go off saying all sorts of stupid things, very unhelpful. So I found some people that I could trust and I said, can you pray with me? And we were joined together in faith and we continued in faith you know, for years. And, and I could notice that I could see the improvement in myself. Like, I'd, I'd go, wow, today I'm feeling good. That's, that's great. You know, that hasn't happened. You know, like I started to have good days, you know, and then I'd have a bad day. But it wasn't as bad as the da bad days before, you know. And it was a gradual healing of the soul. And uh, until one day I realised... I'm free, you know, hallelujah. Some people would say, you're going to always be like this. But, you know, I don't know anything that's permanent before God. The only thing that's permanent in this world is God. Even the earth will melt with fire and all of this will be gone. Hallelujah. So he is our very sure foundation. Amen. So when you're going through problems... Just base your faith on the word of God. By his stripes you were healed. It is finished. That's the truth. 
You may not understand what's going on, but he sees your faith, and faith moves mountains. You may not know why that mountain's there, but he'll move it. Amen? And it really, sometimes you'll never know what the problem was, but you'll be forever grateful that he dealt with it. Amen? <laughs> Praise God. Don't say why to God. Say thank you. Why has this happened to me? Thank you, Lord, that you're dealing with this. Thank you, Lord, that you're moving in this. Thank you, Lord, that you're healing me, you know. I went to a hospital with a pastor and we visited an older, uh, lovely Indian lady, sister, and I hadn't met her before. And She said, I've been serving in the church for years. And she's asthmatic or something and she's on oxygen. And Why did this happen to me? Why did God do this? This to me, you know, like, I'm such a good person. I've been doing all this for God. How could this happen to me? I said to her, stop asking why and just believe. And the power of God came on her and healed her in the hospital bed. Turn to your neighbour and say, stop asking why. Just believe. (coughs) Elijah was a man. So the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. Prayed earnestly that it did not rain. You know, don't be a wimp. You know, earnest prayer. You know, and then you go, oh, nothing happened. Keep going, keep going. Sometimes the answer, your problem is like a wall, like a concrete wall. And you, you smash it once with a sledgehammer, with the prayer of faith, and it appears that nothing happens. You don't see the crack inside it. And you, you smack it again, and you smack it again, and you smack it again, and you don't see the cracks inside the wall. Then suddenly, bang, you know, it's, it starts to fall apart. You know? So it is with the prayer of faith. You know, some, some walls require several people to pray and fast in faith, and you just keep at it, keep at it. So, and he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Praise God. So, this prayer of faith, add fervency, you know, cry out to God, even with tears. Cry out to God, Lord, I'm trusting you, I'm believing, I'm suffering, you're merciful. Lord, I thank you that you're breaking through. You know, I thank you that you're healing my soul. Hallelujah. Even though, Lord, I absolutely feel terrible, I thank you that you're doing it now. This is what I believe. James 1, 2. My brethren, count it all joy when various trials, when you fall into various trials, (coughs) knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. God is not a Maccas. You know? You just drive through. How come I'm having to wait for my Maccas? Come on, you know. Patience. Let patience have its perfect work. Where is the work going to happen? In you. God uses patience to perfect you. Let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And then he gives an example. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach. If you have what they call an emotional breakdown 
And they're like, well, this is, you'll just be on medication the rest of your life or whatever. You need to ask in faith. Don't accept anything negative from anyone. You need to lift yourself up and ask him. Ask him. Just ask. Let him ask in faith with no doubting. He who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's double-minded and unstable in all his ways. <coughs> Amen. So, you know, sometimes, as we heard with Brendan tonight, sometimes you can suffer so bad that you opt out of the prayer of faith and you opt for something else. could be suicide, it could be drug addiction, it could be revenge, it could be uh, pornography. You know, you opt out for something else that further destroys your life instead of patience in the prayer of faith will produce praise and glory for his name. One day you'll be up testifying. Amen? Amen. Praise God.